Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you. Welcome to this, the Bad Movies Rock podcast that we do. Yay. We do it. Mm-hmm. Yay for we us. Do. Yay for you. It's a rare night record for us, for me. I'm about to turn into a pumpkin. Yeah, you don't do evenings well. This is this is the second one in a row, I think. You're, you're sleepy. You're discombobulated. Uh-huh. I'm going to try and take advantage of that. Great. Well, we have a hard time figuring out recording because I am not a night person and you are not a morning person. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it depends. Right? It depends mm-hmm. on which direction I'm coming at the morning from. Oh, sure. If 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 I have just stayed awake through to sunrise. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be fine. Is it? Yeah, but if I just woke up and it's, I don't know, before 10, it's not going to be okay for no. any of us. No. It's a bad idea. Yeah, just don't don't talk to Amber for a little bit. Just don't. It's it's I none of us, none of us will be happy with the outcome of that conversation. So true. Yeah. Yeah. I should apologize, but I fucking won't. Yeah. <laughs> this this tracks Everybody's got their thing. Yeah. That is my thing. Yeah, exactly right. So, Amber. Yes, Megan. We watched The Mummy. Yes, we did watch The Mummy. The original, not original Mummy. Not the, original. The first remake mm-hmm. of the 1932 re- movie. Right. The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. 1999. 99. It's a beautiful yeah. time. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. But it's a time that happened, and in that time, this movie was made, and I mm-hmm. was happy. Were yes. you happy? I think so. I think I saw this in a theater. Seems like something I would have done. Yeah, I feel like it's something I would have done, too. I, I was always a Brendan Fraser fan. I feel like yeah. he made a good sort of, he was like an approachable action star. You know, he yeah. didn't, he, there, there was not, there was never that sense of, you know, overt seriousness to him. You know, he wasn't sure. really going for the stoic feel. It was, you know... The everyman action star. Right. He's always just a little bit, you know, funny and just a little bit doesn't take himself too seriously. Yep. Yep. And reactions. It's, it's, yeah. It's, I, I feel like I was definitely, especially juxtaposing this with Dread. Uh, for sure. You definitely have, like, oh, he's boy, reacting sure. to the shit that's going on. There's definitely that moment of, oh, shit. And then he will do, you know, cool guy action stuff in, in yes. a very competent manner. But, like, there's... He gets that this is a crazy situation in which mummies are coming at him. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not going to slow him down, but he's going to have that moment. For sure. Whereas in Keith Urban, that scowl he had on was uh, impeccable. It would have remained unchanged. He would have yeah. encountered this mummy and scowled at it because that's the only thing he could do. And then he would have mm-hmm. told his gun, hot shot. And then he would have pumped a hot shot round into the mummy and then just like walked away slowly. Mm-hmm. Yep. From the flames. Yeah. That would have been fun, too. I guess. I, I prefer this version. I do, too. I and 16-year-old Amber definitely probably would have preferred this version. Yeah, absolutely. So, Megan, please do take us through this tale of romance, murder, and mummies. Yes. I. Oh, oh, Amber, I will. So, you've already mentioned we've got Brendan Fraser. He plays Rick o'connell oh worst just the worst Ugh. any a terrible first name yeah just, at, at some point rachel wise who plays evelyn um asks him his name and he says rick and both of us were like rick, rick? what the <laughs> fuck 
What the fuck is Rick? <laughs> For some reason, yes, it was tandem disgust. I don't yeah. know why, but all of a sudden, I haven't really considered myself anti-Rick as a yeah. name person, but... For some reason, Brendan Fraser playing an American adventure man named Rick just really mm-hmm. didn't do it for me. Yep. And then she called him O'Connell for the rest of the movie. Yes. Because apparently it didn't do it for her either. I, I didn't. And it shouldn't have. O'Connell was way better. O'Connell mm-hmm. is adventurous. Rick. I don't know. I don't know what Rick does. I think it involves a couch, though. Yeah. The Rick. Yeah. Sorry. Rick. Carry mm-hmm. on. You're doing so well. Yes, indeed. So we got Rachel Wise, um, and she's the like brilliant but clumsy Egyptologist, um, sucked into this adventure. Um, Arnold Vosloo plays Imhotep, who's you know her mummy, and then of course um, Rachel Wise's brother Jonathan Carnahan has to come along for the adventure, and then there's uh, Kevin O'Connor who plays um, Benny, who's the like. Uh, I wouldn't really call him Brendan Fraser's friend, but like he's he knew him a long time, and he's just kind of like a cowardly little dude who gets his comeuppance always. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, my personal favorite—I mean, next to my other personal favorite—Oded uh, mm-hmm. Fair. Oh, Oded Fair is in it. Yes, absolutely. Oded Fair. Yeah. He's... And he does a voice in Destiny too. Yes, he is Osiris in Destiny, but in this, he is uh, one of the Magi. Yes, a warrior for for God or something. He's, he's or for the Pharaoh. Yeah, for the, mm-hmm. he's supposed to keep the mummy from doing his mummy thing, which mm-hmm. fail. And then, oh, if the mummy fail. does his mummy thing, he's supposed to help save the world, which he did. Yeah, no, good on him. So yeah, so we start way back in the day where we have um, we find that Imhotep has. Um, in the, is in a love affair with Naksu Naman, who is the mistress of the pharaoh. And like this all, this man, this is all the beat. This is, this is it, Amber. This is the beginning. This is what causes the whole thing to happen. This love affair. Love this, started this. This beautiful love affair, which mm-hmm. in any other story, we'd be rooting for them, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. like the, the all powerful pharaoh decides he wants this beautiful woman and no other man is allowed to touch her. But she's into this other guy, but she has no agency. So it has yeah. to be done in secret. And then their love leads to death and betrayal. And then, you know, across the afterlife. Yeah. They're still trying to be together. You, trying so hard. Yeah. Aren't yeah. I supposed to root for them? Like most movies have mm-hmm. told me I'm supposed to root for them. Yeah, them and Even that love. that line, my body is no longer his temple, motherfuckers, and then mm-hmm. she stabs herself. I mean, who yeah. does not get behind that kind of passion? Yeah, you make a very good point, Amber. Us, apparently. Oh. They're the bad guys. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So, um, yeah, uh, she gets killed. Um, he, um, Imhotep promises to resurrect her. And he, oh, gosh, he almost does. He's so close to resurrecting her. And then the um, uh, Magi stop him. And then they do horrible, like, buried alive with scarab beetle ever living death hell. Yes. The hum die. Yes, they the, the worst curse that they have ever ever come up with, but never done. Never done. It's really dangerous. Because because guess what? Not only are you punishing him, but if he ever ever gets out, he will 
bring upon a plague and the apocalypse. Ten plagues, will... actually. Yes, correct. Yeah, and and also be um, immortal and unkillable. Yeah, seems like a. I mean, he becomes unkillable kind of because they want him to like suffer for a very long time and continually be alive but in pain. But you know, if he gets out, you're in big doo doo. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You want someone to suffer the most they can possibly suffer, so all eternity, sure. But in order right. to do that, obviously, yes, you have to be unkillable. There's a logic there, because there which is. which I feel like you have to highlight. Because why the fuck else would you make an like your worst enemy an unkillable uh-huh. monster with awesome power? Right. Right. It's, well, because we we can't do one without the other, and. Mm-hmm. You know, if we don't ever use this curse as a deterrent for, you know, don't stab and kill the pharaoh while also doing his lady. Right. Then how are we really going to be able to maintain order? Yeah. yeah sometimes you've got to go for the, you know, the big guns, the the, the monster kill switch. I don't know. Sure. Really... That's, you know, the mummy version of the nuclear option. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And. <laughs> And so, then we skip ahead, obviously, to semi-modern times. I think it was supposed to be the 1920s? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and we have... Um, Brendan Fraser is a part of the French Foreign Legion, and they just happen to be in this place. The mummy is buried in Hamunoptra, and they happen to, like, be defending it or trying to take it or... oh yeah no no he, he explains that he and his his crew heard the legend and were like fuck it let's go find it ah uh, and then cool. they did yeah but then they, they all get... died yeah almost all of them die i think just benny and brendan fraser make it out of there alive exactly but they both know where it is dun dun oh, dun no they know the secret the magi really fucked up because they saw the battle happen yeah. I, th- I mean, they they were probably the ones killing everybody in theory. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they see Brendan Fraser just stumble off into the desert and they're like, ah, the desert will kill him. It'll be fine. Yeah. Fucked up, man. You t- this is actually all their fault. This is Oded Fair's fault from the beginning. If they had yeah. just killed Brendan Fraser, none of this would have happened. I'm just it's, saying. Yeah, it's so true. At some point in the battle, um, you know, it, it Brendan Fraser's whole... Um, team was getting overridden and I said oh it does, you know doesn't look good for them <laughs> and then I thought I'm not I'm actually I'm not rooting for them I <laughs> super cool with that I'm actually super cool with this they're they're not supposed to be there yeah fuck they're, it let, let the yeah. colonizers get slaughtered yeah. hell yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yep stop trying to like loot treasures from the dead maybe yeah yeah and then bring them home and put them in your museums Mm-hmm. And say, look at what I did. <laughs> Belongs yeah. in a museum. So, because Brendan Fraser and Benny know where um, Hamanoptra is, they come back with their respective like parties of people to come get the wealth of, of the pharaohs. Um, and this leads to, of course, Rachel Wise reads from the Book of the Dead. Because, you know. It's why not? <laughs> the second you open that shit, you're gonna read it out loud. Oh my god! And like the, she stole it from the other Egyptologist who 
had um who had found it and he'd fallen asleep and like as soon as he hears her reading it he wakes up and is like don't do that like who reads from the book of the dead out fucking loud uh, silly women yo women never believing the... in curses mm-hmm. that same day four people from Benny's group had opened up this like treasure chest with four canoptic jars, um, which apparently carried Anaxan Naman's preserved organs. So um, essentially what ends up happening is that the four people that open that um, get eaten by Imatep in order to regain his strength. Yeah, and the so. box that the canoptic jars are in mm -hmm. very clearly outlines this. Yeah, and they open it fucking anyway. Like it's, it's there's very clear instructions. They basically straight up outline. It is literally it is a very well labeled box. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, I think you've said that while we were watching. It was like, yeah, that is that is very precise and correct. And they fucking opened it anyway. Because who believes in curses? He's all, don't read from the book out loud, but definitely open this very well-labeled box. Right, exactly. Um, and then for some reason, instead of keeping those four people either in a room with like a thousand cats, because at this point the, the, the um, mummy is scared of cats because they guard the realm of the dead or something. I believe um, that so, is what they claim, yes. Yes, so um, Avi... And uh, so until he gains his strength back, he's he's going to be terrified of kitty cats. Um, so instead of either doing that or your suggestion, Amber. Oh, yeah. No, murder them and then incinerate the bodies. Just just burn them to ash. You can't get gooey bits from ash. He can't get oh. like killing them wouldn't be enough. I'm assuming if he has a fresh corpse, he can probably do the same thing. I'm saying Hobbs and Shaw rules. Yep. Murder them. Burn the body to ash. Really, really, really burn the body to ash and then put it in some water and send it down the river. Mm -hmm. Then you, your problem solved. Instead of doing that, or instead of at least like sticking together to like either protect each other or like keep an eye on each other, or when there was just one of them left, like that's the guy you got to be careful of because got to hold on to that guy because if he dies, guess what? The mummy's coming back and he's invincible completely 100% unkillable at this point and full powered mm -hmm. and also kind of smug you know when, yeah. when his face wasn't was like still CGI mummied it you, yes. you couldn't you didn't get the the same level of arrogant smugness that you yeah, did that's from full-on Arnold Vosloo's actual face yeah he, he 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 played smug well oh very well yes was, absolutely beautifully done I, I know nothing of the man I think he he appears to be a charming human being but he he played smug well Mm -hmm, for sure. During this time, um, the mummy also decides that Rachel Wise is a very good um, candidate to um, put his dead lover, Anaxuna Moon, back into. So the mummy is also trying to catch Rachel Wise while also trying to kill these people to get his full strength back. Um, and he does both of those things, as it turns out. And then they go back to um, his temple and then fight, fight, fight. Um, oh, he almost, he almost brings back his girlfriend. Oh, so close. Um, so and then close. it just goes wrong for him, Amber. Love does not conquer all, all the time, Megan. Yeah, it's actually, this is a heartbreaking story. 
They were they so really close is. to being together again, Amber. They really were. Okay, he got his powers back. He was unkillable. A Noxina Moon soul comes back, and then the fucking thing gets interrupted, and then the soul goes into the old mummy body of a Noxina Moon. But hey, she is a go-getter. She sees a perfectly good sacrifice sitting next to her. She tries to finish the job. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> she really... Ugh. So close. Yeah, and our heroes, uh, you know make make out and make off um you know of course rachel wise and brendan fraser fall for each other and uh benny gets uh caught in the dark with all the riches but then eaten by scarab beetles ah yes benny who sided with the mummy which was a smart move it wasn't a bad move is the the mummy was gonna kill him Mm -hmm. and then he convinced the mummy that he could be useful and then he's immune to the ten plagues, and most likely the mummy will continue to, you know, let him live for reasons. At least for a while. At least for a while. He's better off than most time. of the people in that movie. Yeah. Good on you, Benny. Good on you, Benny. But you didn't have to be quite as much of a dick as you were. Oh, he's a super dick, yeah. He's he's that guy. He's that guy you wait to get eaten by the shark. Although in this movie, it's scare beetles. So Amber, what did Metacritic have to say? Metacritic, 48 critics, 88 audience. Okay. Tomato Meter was at 59 critics, 75 audience. How do you feel about this, Megan? Uh, I feel I feel like it could have been a little bit better. I, I think this was just, it was an enjoyable romp, Amber. It was I mean, an enjoyable I, romp. Yeah. I think I, 59's a little low. I, I definitely, 16-year-old Amber definitely believed this was too low. Yeah. I loved this movie. Mm-hmm. I I I unabashedly thoroughly enjoyed the stupidity and lightheartedness mm-hmm. of this movie, and and just the 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 adequate creepy factor of yes. flesh eating scarab beetles that can climb inside your skin. Yep, that was upsetting, and and the really pretty good special effects, especially for nineteen ninety nine. Like, yeah, there was some like nothing looked overdone. Like they used a lot of practical stuff, but then like there was like sand faces that looked really creepy and good and yeah. the beetles under the skin were entirely upsetting and yes i thought they did an excellent job with the effects which the, the people who gave it good reviews complimented the effects and the people who gave it bad reviews were just mad at them and then, oh, yeah. overdone overwrought blah 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 grumpy grumpy i'm a grump yeah i accept that this movie is not a cerebral story it's not thrills and chills and it's not kind of classic wrapped up slow moving mummy you know mostly yeah. it's i think one of the critics that was dinging it gave it this isn't a mummy movie this is a large bald guy movie <laughs> uh-huh. that's fair that's true yeah, there's fair. only actual mummies kind of towards the end when he you know there's this actually kind of a mummy on mummy fight at the end every yes. summoning mummies fair but i also don't have a personal love of or need for old school mummy. I'm not looking for a 1932 remake. No. I'm looking for a Brendan Fraser Oded Fair <laughs> action movie. Yeah, ridiculousness. Yeah, and and they actually they when they talked to the director, they he made the choice to not do like a, you know, shuffling mummy movie. It was never his goal. Hell yeah. Obviously. I am pleased with the with the results. Yeah. There was only one review in the negative reviews that actually mentioned the casual racism of the movie. Ugh, yeah. You know, this is one of those things that we try to pay attention to is the fact that if you are going to get mad at something, I would like you to start getting mad at it for socially responsible reasons and not Mm -hmm. just dumb ones. Granted, we are talking about very dumb movies, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't still try and push that needle. 
Um, but uh, the Washington Post reviewer, Stephen Hunter, said that it's fast, furious, shallow, empty, casually racist, merry, jaunty, silly, and utterly weightless. And this was a 30% review. So that okay. was seems a bit harsh. But also, harsh, but yeah. this is not inaccurate. I, I think yeah. that this is this is a very, very good... Like for me, this is a good 60% review. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But as, as personal taste, he didn't like the movie. That's fine. I feel like all of those descriptors are, are, are very accurate. And, and, and I... I'm glad that Metacritic, I feel like, does a pretty decent job of... I, I went through it and read the review. He, Metacritic actually does a decent job of pulling a decent single line to, that, that really does kind of exemplify the overall pathos of, of the full text. Yeah. Pathos, I say. I loved it. I heard it. I don't fucking know what that word means. I was groping for a word and that's what came out. You're welcome. Thank you. It was beautiful. So yeah, uh, uh, I feel like this is a sixty. You know, forty-eight seems seems harsh. Yeah, it seems a little. That's low. But the audience has obviously loved it, and it had two sequels plus a spinoff. Which yeah, <laughs> oh, one we'll of those is to. a rock movie. <laughs> yes, yes, it is Amber. And general critics critics were doing the same shit that they usually do. One of them did a good job of of calling out uh, an unfortunate aspect of this movie. And uh, the rest can, uh, I don't know, keep doing what they're doing because obviously it's working for them. Yeah. But it's um, not working for me, Megan. Oh, boy. So um, one of the review that stuck with me was Roger Ebert's review, which is, there's hardly a thing I can say in its favor except that I was cheered by it nearly every minute. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's the hundred, they, on Metacritic, they gave that a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's yeah, I remember they they pulled the same the same blurb. It, yeah, it was, it's, a, it's a good quote. I can't like, I can't say can't, it's good. I can't explain. But man, it. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is the fact that all the people of color died before any of the white people got it at all, and the people of color who were in this movie were not. I think you went through and found that none of the people who were playing Egyptian are actually Egyptian at all. No. 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 There was Maybe. it was mostly white people. Yeah. playing white people or playing white people that were supposed to be Egyptian. Yeah, white people with you know, darker hair. So now they're Egyptian. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. yeah. Not great. Yeah. And then you just you've got Rachel Wise who who is very intelligent and she's the one who like can can read egyptian and who kind of knows about all this stuff but she's also the one you know accidentally bringing mummies back from the dead and very much playing a um you know princess in need of saving for a bunch of the movie but yeah she's she's very much someone in need of rescuing um yeah, so that was, yeah, definitely disappointing. And other than Anox and Amun, who's in it for about five seconds in the beginning. Right. She is yeah. the only woman. Mm -hmm. Yes. Y yes. Yeah, so yeah. Not, not great treatment of people of color, or not even having people of color in the movie. Just other than pretending. cannon fodder. It, it quite yes. literally is yeah. just... The the scale of the plagues and the destruction mm -hmm. that that they they wreak and, and even the booby traps in oh, in yeah. the initial you know archaeological Salt digging acid. scene, yeah, it's they are just there to get plagued. Yeah, they did bring along one person of color, Omid Dujalili, who is a British Iranian actor 
who they just make a they make him just gross as a character and then the people just speak of him like where'd the smelly guy go and like even after he's dead they're like well he might have been smelly but at least he has some good alcohol what that's just yep it's just not okay i think he's the first death in their party Mm -hmm. and he's he dies right after the diggers who they refer to only as the diggers who are all all people of color uh get get yeah salt acid melted right yeah yeah those parts are just yucky yeah we get it no it's a movie for colonizers by colonizers yes and you got mummies in it yeah yeah got mummies so you're going to go to egypt and you're going to be racist so that's too bad and just seems super avoidable Mm -hmm. anywho moving on moving on so Amber, um, you noted that when this movie first came on, it was rated PG-13 because of... Ooh, pervasive adventure violence. Pervasive adventure violence. I love it when there are so <laughs> many descriptors for the type of violence. I love that they do that. You know, like yeah. animated comic violence or... Mm-hmm. It's, I I want like I want some like sensual wacky violence, you know. That's I want a PG thirteen rating like that. I mean, but this is almost that bumbling way. spider violence. Bumbling spider violence. <laughs> 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 yes. Yep. Exactly. Pervasive paper mache violence. Yeah. Pervasive adventure violence and partial nudity. Yes. Uh we can kill a bunch of people yep. and almost show a boob. Yes. Mm-hmm. But so help you if you swear. Oh, Especially boy. if you drop one, more than one F-bomb. Yep. Yep. It's going to come down on you hard. Kids aren't going to be able to show up for this. Yeah. So, Ember, in the very beginning, you know, we have Imhotep being caught and his priests um, are mummified alive for their part in... I guess not helping the pharaoh when um, the pharaoh was killed. I think so. Yeah, they just sort of stood by and knew it was happening, but didn't intervene. Mm-hmm. Which I honestly, by the time they could have gotten there, the dude would have been dead anyway. So yeah. And then I guess for also trying to help him resurrect his lady. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they get mummified alive. This is yeah. just a scene of a bunch of squirming, linen-wrapped, screaming human pe- people. That was... Yeah. Bummer. Summer, yeah, disturbing. Yeah. And then the hum die um, is done on Imhotep, which apparently I was reading a little bit about it, and um, the idea was the scarab beetles be- would eat Imhotep, and because Imhotep was cursed to be immortal, the beetles that ate him were now immortal and then he would eat the beetles and then survive on the beetles but then the beetles would eat like it would be a recursive thing Whoa. of him eating beetles beetles eating him for years and years and years for three thousand years uh-huh. yeah holy monkeys okay yeah. okay mm-hmm. okay that just makes me want to root for his love even more because the first thing he thinks of when he gets out of that box yeah. is a Nuxuna moon. He's not just straight rampaging. He's not no. slaughtering every moving thing in his path and eating them just for a mm-hmm. taste of something that isn't scarab beetle flavored with his own rotting flesh. Right. Nah, he's thinking about love. 
He is, yeah. I would have gone insane in the first 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. He's still keeping it together. This guy is a powerhouse. Yeah. His his love has really kept him going these 3,000 years, Amber. I'm getting kind of concerned about me watching movies <laughs> lately. After Dread, I went back and listened to that because, of course, I have to because I edit them. Mm -hmm. I... Is this is this a new thing? Am I just realizing a facet of my character that's always been there and I just now have it recorded and I can hear myself siding with the bad guys? Or maybe the bad guys aren't really the bad guys and I finally opened up my eyes in the act of analyzing these movies after watching them. I'd go with the latter, Amber, because I think I really think we're taking a deep dive into like your soul and your brain. Oh dear. Oh god. Oh no. Oh shit. <laughs> Fuck, I was I was kind of hoping that maybe I was growing as a person, but you just made it dark. I am Ugh, I'm burrowing into the darkest recesses of my own soul. That's not healthy. Yeah, no, it's good. We're kind of really, you know. No. Some doors it out. are closed for a reason, just like some corpses are sealed in sarcophagi alive and buried at the foot of an Anubis statue for a reason. You don't open those up and then read ancient Egyptian texts. Well, Amber, it's like we're like taking a hot hook needle putting it through your nose kind of mushing it around and then pulling your brains out with the hook that sounds like the way to remove your brain during the process of mummification and not really what one would do when trying to get in touch with your yeah. inner self hmm. well that is I'm, a literal way of getting in touch with your inner self i'm doing this all wrong then oh doing what all wrong hmm? oh, i'm okay. just gonna cancel this order that i placed on amazon Brain hook. <laughs> yes. Did you get the prime shipping or did you have to go through a secondary seller? Always the prime shipping, Amber. Uh-huh. All right. So mm -hmm. I am growing as a person who sides with bad guys. Yeah. You know, I also have to say. Mm-hmm. Go on. That I, I was picking on the plagues while they were happening because, of course, part of the mm -hmm. hum die is that he gets released... And then he causes the plagues, like the 10 Egyptian plagues right. from, from Exodus uh, to happen. Mm -hmm. Which seems like if you're making a curse, why would that, why would you make that part of your curse? Like I get the living forever and being a mortal thing so he can be in torture forever. But like, why would, if he gets out, can he cause plagues? Like, okay. that's a... I have to go for full nerd on this one. All right, okay, here's my reasoning. Here's Please. my thinking behind this. Okay, you're creating such a massive imbalance in the yeah. world by creating this terrible cycle of eternal torment. If you want to mm -hmm. do something that terrible, there's got to be a pendulum swing on the other side. All right? Okay. So, like, you, you push it all the way over there. That's a heavy pendulum. That's 3,000 years of eternal torment. That's a big wallop of power. There's got to be something on the other side. There's got to be something else that happens. You know, like mm -hmm. a butterfly flaps swings, you get a tsunami. You're creating a tsunami. What's going to come out the other side? Ten plagues and an immortal mummy monster. Yeah. Okay. I, it's just, that's how magic works. That's how the universe works. I'm just, I, I have to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. That's good headcanon, Amber. I like it. The universe needs balance. But these I'm plagues, Megan. Yeah. These plagues. So one, they don't do all ten. They do not do all ten. They definitely don't do them in order. Mm -mm, for sure not. And then... There was nary a frog to be seen, Amber. There was nary a frog to be seen. Yeah. 
And while I don't necessarily want to see a bunch of forced-borns dropping dead in the street, uh-huh. you can't kind of say like, what, like the plague of boils is, is the, the last and the final curse. Lies. Yeah. I also oh. would have liked them to be done to white people and not all the brown people. Yeah, it was all the brown people who got the... Yeah, because it was just done to all the citizens in this town who were all the only actual Egyptians who were probably in this movie, which is yeah. rough. See, if I, okay, if I did this movie, if mm-hmm. I did this movie, this would, one, be a beautiful love story. Of course. Awesome. Between... Imhotep and Anak Cinnamon. And, uh-huh. you know, like kind of a feminist story where, you know, she's she's taken ownership of her body and her, mm-hmm. her, her choices and what she wants from life. Yeah. It would also be, okay, so, you know, he pops out. He's gone full mummy because mm-hmm. a bunch of white colonizers have showed up to go raiding in the city of the dead where they have no business. Okay. Yeah. Fine. What happens? He and Anux and Amun, they get back together. White people are trying to stop them. White people get plagues and curses and die. And then, poof, colonizers are gone. He's in love with his lady. And he can protect Northern Africa from further invasions. Hmm. I watched that movie. It's a beautiful story. Yeah, I'd watch that movie. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Magi, they come around to the idea. Like, you know, I have been seeing this area just be completely unrested by these damn white people coming in and doing random shit for their mm-hmm. own gains. Let's just, you know what? Fuck it. Let's work with the mummy. He seems yeah. to know what he's doing. Yeah. And hey, he's doing it for love. And hey, he's doing it for love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And it's not like they wanted to seize the Pharaoh's power, is what I'm saying. It was literally just for love. It's it's true, Amber. I... I <laughs> I'm with you on that. I'm for sure with you on that. And and the Pharaoh had decreed that no other man could touch this woman, which is just like, that's her body. She can decide who touches her. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Not saying that I don't actually still enjoy this movie. I'm just saying it is now, while I'm looking at it with both mm-hmm. eyes open and my heart fully hearted. I don't yes. know what mm-hmm. a heart does full, when you're watching a movie. Fully, yeah. fully engorged. Yes, fully engorged heart. Yes. <laughs> I'm seeing what it could be about. Yeah. Maybe when we start our own movie production company. Very true. And mm-hmm. to be fair, I should probably try and educate myself a bit more about the history of, you know, British incursion into Egypt. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. But I feel like, you know, I can extrapolate based on prior, prior knowledge yeah. of what white people get up to when yeah. they start invading brown spaces. I don't yeah, think white, it usually winds up well. Yeah, white people get up to some shit. So, Amber, the plague of boils also made all these people, like, uh, I don't know, servants of um, Imhotep. And so these boil people are coming after the one remaining um, dude that um, the mummy needs to, to eat in order to... Um, regain his power and they just start punching the people with boils i remember this scene mainly because the first guy who gets punched in the face like oh gross punching a face full of boils must be so nasty yeah right (laughs) you're not wrong no no it's that can't that can't feel that can't look good on your hand afterwards oh yeah yeah. Oh no. 
I mean, you just so many boil people. Oh, you're just punching a just face wet. full of goo sacks. Oh, yeah, pretty great. Yeah, there was there was a lot of there was a lot of manly punching and a lot of manly shooting in in many scenes. Not all of it was was boil face related. True. Brendan Fraser got to shoot a lot of guns. So many guns. He uh, brought like this like unrolling like case of guns that he, did. he showed off to Rachel Wise at some point. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I, I assume in, in an attempt to oppress, uh, impress and woo her. Yes. And maybe oppress her. I don't yeah. know. So you don't never know in this movie. So the, guns can definitely be used for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their relationship begins with him force, forcefully kissing her through, through, through some bars as he's yes. about to be executed. It's about to be hanged, yeah. Yeah. She, she becomes obsessed with this kiss. Mm-hmm. To the point where she just is absentmindedly wandering around her room thinking about it. Mm-hmm. She gets Speaking offended. Speaking out loud about it, yeah. Yes, exactly. She gets offended when, as, as, he, as he's, he's, he's just unrolled his kit of guns um, to impress or oppress, depending, uh, she asks him about the kiss. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I was about to be hung. You know, seemed like the thing to do at the time. And then she gets offended because I guess she wanted it to be because, you know, of her. Right. I, I can understand, but at the same time, you've known him for about 10 seconds at the point when he mouth assaulted you. And yeah, so I guess you just wanted him to think you were pretty. I guess so. Because it's not like you wanted him to fall in love with your brains in that 10 seconds. No. But okay. You know, I, she I just she just became obsessed. She and became then, obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. you know, because she's a librarian. She probably doesn't really. Explain she's probably not that. into other librarians. You know, mm-hmm. she she really wanted a dashing Rick. Oh, to dashing sweep her Rick off her feet. Yeah, and you just you don't find that a lot in ancient Egyptian libraries, I guess. Apparently, you know, not. she hadn't she hadn't encountered a real man, Megan. Oh, this was her oh. first time. Yeah, but don't worry, he knows a bunch about ancient Egyptian culture too to impress her, mm-hmm. because he's a good treasure hunter and treasure hunters know their shit. So you know, they they can have an intellectual connection as well as a physical connection. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. It's the second best love story in this movie. Um, two things about Odette Fair. One, originally his character was supposed to be just covered in tattoos. Um, but then the director was like, oh, he's too handsome. We can't do that. We want to see his face. That is fantastic. His handsome, handsome face. We can't, and, we can't occlude that beautiful face. Why would you? No, I agreed. Well done, director. Mm-hmm. And two, he was actually supposed to die at the end. It actually seems like he died at the end, but they brought him back because they wanted to bring him back into the next movie, and they thought it was uh, too heroic. Uh, he was too heroic to have died like that. We can't. We need to keep this guy around. He is sequel yep. material. He is heroic. He is handsome as hell. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep this going. Yeah, of course, everyone's expecting him to die. Yep. But what if he didn't? What if it, a real Walt Goggins? He's a real Walt Goggins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then there's the like m- mummy battles, which we already kind of talked about. And uh, yeah, they're able to um, bring out the anti-book of the dead, which is the gold book, which they read from. And that murders Imhotep. Yeah, it, it removes his immortality. Exactly, yes. And yes. which he seems to know because this magic blue chariot comes and mm-hmm. it drives through him and then it takes a magic blue 
piece of him and it's screaming no and he's screaming no and then it's gone and then he just strides at brendan fraser who's just picked up a sword and Uh brendan fraser's like shit i thought you you said it would kill him and then essentially imhotep then impales himself on brendan fraser's sword while reaching for him so Mm -hmm. presumably he knows maybe he's not immortal anymore yeah and then he kills himself but he doesn't seem to want to kill himself but at the same time anoxana moon has just been re-murdered by the pharaoh mummy guards right so he doesn't really have anything to live for anywhere because it was never about power and murder megan no, it was always about love amber he didn't really want to live anymore no eh, whatever and then benny and his greed winds up collapsing the temple on top of everybody they lose their magic books which is probably for the best because yeah. you cannot trust rachel weiss to have those things no And uh, they leave on some conveniently located camels. I don't know how they got there because they flew there. And the mummy brought Benny and Rachel Weiss there with magic. So yeah, Mm -hmm. whatever. But luckily, Mm -hmm. ho ho ho, all the loot that Benny had already brought outside is on one of the camels. Yeah. Benny just had to go back for more. He would have been fine. I mean, you can't escape who you are, Megan. Yeah. He was just too greedy. Because there were camels. How did Benny find that camel? Yeah, where the fuck did the camels come from? Hmm. They had they they had seats and bags and things. Yeah, they weren't just they were... loose, free camels. Yeah. yeah. Whose camels and... were those? I don't know. Hmm. Well, and this this place is supposed to be like a, um, like you have to look at it at the right time of day to get the sun to reflect so that you can actually see it. Like this is not like a, a city you can just find. Uh, not- it's not a city that humans can just find, but apparently yeah. camels can find it just fucking fine. Oh. Yeah, it's camel hang- hangout place. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, Amber, on our rock scale. Hooray! R for regrettable, O for mm-hmm. outstanding, C mm-hmm. for crazeballs, and K for K. How do you rate this movie? Crazeballs, crazeballs, crazeballs. Yeah. Most of our movies are craze balls. This movie's craze balls. I love it nostalgically and watching it mm-hmm. again despite the casual racism and the lack of women and uh-huh. you know just the fact that it's not an amazing film. No, but but it's it's yeah, it's it's a little bit tongue in cheek, but like Imhotep plays it um like straight the entire time, which is kind of fun. Oh yeah, Vaslu is is Vaslu's just... yeah. Ooh, he's in it. Yeah. He's, he's in it. He's He's yeah. sensuously in it. Yeah. Like a, yeah. He he does the hand-to-hand fight that he does with Brendan Fraser in essentially just a mini skirt. Mm-hmm. He's so just he's owning it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Oof. Yeah. Sorry, moving on. Yeah, it's crazy balls. Yeah. Um that actor um was in um Bones as we talked about before. He was like this sniper um guy that um booth was up against did you know amber that our podcast was almost about bones i'm sorry it was um i hadn't told you that yet but um one was, of my other ideas involved in a bones podcast one of my other ideas was to do a episode by episode breakdown of bones the tv show interesting yeah. Okay. Did you have a title for it? Is that why we wound up here? Because we didn't wound up a... here because I came up with Bad Movies Rock. It's That's... honestly this is why this happened. <laughs> you Bad to the to bone. An episode by episode. Wow. Bad to the bones. Wow. Bad to the bones. Oh, Amber, let's do it. Bad to the bones. I don't know. 
man, would I have been on board for that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I would have done it, I guess. <laughs> but would yeah. I have been happy? I don't know. I don't know either. I've been, yeah. I can't finish Bones. I can finish most things, but yeah. I can't finish Bones. I've tried. Yeah. It it gets very, it's, part of me, I like Bones because, like, they do have actors of color and they have kind of these interesting situations and they have, um, you know, yeah, some, there's some great things about it. Um and then it's just so bad. <laughs> like, it's just terrible. Yes. I know. I agree. And I, I love terrible. I, yeah. I, I will I will I will wade through procedural ridiculous dumb shit, of course, mm-hmm. all day, every day. I will also like, I love it when you're not just watching this is Het White Show. I, I, yep. I also yeah, applaud them for the, the steps that they took in that direction. Not amazing ones, but they were there. Yeah. But then, yeah, it gets so painfully stupid. Yeah, it does. And it feels like it gets less, less cishet white. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, so you were almost involved in that, Amber. Oh, wow. Yeah. It'll be our, our, we'll have a series of bad podcasts. So Bad Movies Rock, Bad to the Bones. We'll have to come up with some more, Amber. Yes, let's definitely do that. I'm definitely on board for that. Good. Do an Abby story. Okay, Amber, I will. So, Amber, I was in New York this weekend, and out of the blue, Abby starts um, singing to Pickle. And she, well, first she starts to sing to Pickle, and then um, she says, I'm going to sing a song for you, Pickle. And then she goes and gets her, she's got this, like, little mini piano, and she brings the mini piano to over where Pickle is. And then she starts hitting keys on the piano, and then she sings, um, I'm here for you, little pickly. I'm here to protect you. Maggie and Abby are here to protect you from the thunder and lightning. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was. It, it went on, but it, th- those very were very the... supportive and also specific. Mm-hmm. It was, that was the meat of it. Yeah, it was. It was very sweet, and then it got all like really she stopped you know using the piano and it got really like this kind of very ballad and she was like giving pickle pats and hugs as she was singing and then she went back to the piano and then just like stomped on the piano with her feet (laughs) beautiful pickle i'll protect you forever clang 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 (laughs) and i mean pickle doesn't hear anything anymore so pickle had no reaction (laughs) yep Awesome. She enjoyed the pets, but, you know. Anyway, it was super adorable. And very creative. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. She's an artist. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. But do you have a recommendation? Every time. Every time it surprises you. Just every single Not that time. I mean, wow. Yeah, I've got huh? nothing. No, but I can give you a tale of Brooklyn instead. That'll do, Amber. Excellent, because otherwise we'll be staring at each other for the next 10 minutes while I try to think of something. Excellent. Perfect. Megan, welcome to Tales of Brooklyn. Woo! So happy to be here. I'm glad. I'm happy to be here, too. I mean, not in Brooklyn, Mm. but, you know, with you. It's nice. So, it was morning. Uh Uh-huh. It was time to take Muppet out for his constitutional and bathroom times. 
Yes. We go out. He's very good. Muppet is great. He just, he drops and goes. It's fantastic. We go outside. He pees immediately. He poops immediately. He'd already peed. And then we have a neighbor across the street who basically every building on the street that I live is is kind of multi-habitation apartments, except for directly across the street, there's a lot and a house um, where this older woman, I'd say, you know, 70s, 80s lives. And she has a tendency to feed the pigeons pieces of bread on both sides of the street, both in front of her own house and our house. And, you know, she seems like a character. You know, she's like five foot nothing, you know, purple pants. You know, she often has a scowl on her face. So I have, you know, certain expectations of this human woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) she's a real dread. But she likes to feed the birds on both sides of the street. And Muppet is peeing and she comes over and she starts talking to him. Oh, what a cute baby. What a sweet baby. Isn't she precious? Isn't she precious? And she's like, oh, that's right. You're one of the scared ones. Oh, that's that's so sad, baby. That's so sad. I, you know, that you must be a rescue. And then she starts talking to me. You know, I just I hate to think of what was done to those dogs, you know, before before you came along, you know, rescue dogs, you know, people who hurt dogs are just, you know, they're just fucking pieces of shit that I would shoot in the fucking head. I don't care what happens to me. But if I had a gun and I had a... I don't care what happens to me. Those fucking pieces of shit deserves to be shot in the head anytime they hurt a dog. You know, when I used to live in an apartment building, I had a neighbor, terrible person, beat his dog every day. And his wife didn't say anything about it. And... You know, I just, I let this happen. I didn't say anything about it. He was a big guy. But then, but then she gets pregnant. And I thought, you know, the kind of person that would beat a dog. So I, I went home and I, I prayed to God. I prayed to the big guy. I hope she has a miscarriage. And then you know what? She had a miscarriage. (laughs) Lady. But you know, the kind of person that would abuse a dog, that baby, you know, it's not like she did anything. So why would she protect her own child? You know, but if I had had a gun, I would have shot him in both fucking eyes because he is just a piece of shit. Well, you two have a nice walk. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) This has been Tales of Brooklyn. Yeah, that is, that is, uh... That is an intense conversation to have early in the morning, Amber. Was it even a conversation? No. Nope. I just made Soliloquy. faces. Soliloquy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I tried to make the appropriate face. I don't know what came out when she said, I prayed she would have a miscarriage. Oh, my God. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Well, yep. So... I mean, it sounds like she, I mean, I made a joke, but like. She kind of was a real Judge Dredd. Like, she she was, uh, yes. you know, ready to take the law into her own hands. If you find yourself on my street, I'm not going to tell you the name of it, so just be mm. on guard. Do not speak ill of your dog or oh. any other dog. And God help you <laughs> if you mistreat them, because she will shoot you in both your fucking eyes. She doesn't care what happens to her. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you, Ember, for another thrilling Tales from Brooklyn. Anytime, Megan. Mm-hmm. Do you have a recommendation? I do have a recommendation. Um, I went into New York City uh, to see Beetlejuice with my brother uh, this weekend. Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice. Yay! 
Um, and so a thank you, Erica. Um, she bought us um tickets for um birthday Christmas, and it was super nice. I can't remember the last time Dan and I kind of just went out on the town. The two of us, we went and we got um some food and then we walked around and then we saw the show um and it was delightful yeah it was it's a super fun show it's um did you watch Beetlejuice growing up Amber is that a movie that you watched are you serious right now well I'm sorry I'm sorry did I did I watch a creepy weird comedy starring uh-huh. Alec Baldwin and Gina motherfucking Davis with okay, yeah, fucking okay. Michael Keaton being balls out crazy? Uh-huh, yeah, no, so... no, I never got around to watching that, Megan. Oh, that's too bad. Or the spinoff cartoon. <laughs> oh, right, of course. So, but Erica had only watched it once, but it, but it was a show, it was a movie that Dan and I watched a ton growing up. Oh, I knew I respected you both. I still yeah. respect Erica, but that does surprise me. Yeah, yeah. She's just too funny not to respect. Sorry, moving on. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's not like a exact reproduction of the movie, but um, very much in the same. Like, it's got the same feeling to it, for sure. It's very, like, kooky scary and, like, comedy. The person who does um, Beetlejuice... Alex Brightman does Beetlejuice and he is he is amazing his whole thing is amazing he's like it's a little bit fourth wall breaky um and he's both silly and a little bit scary and they definitely do some like of the classic things in the movie um like the big sandworms so they have some really cool special effects that happen during the play um yeah, it's just, it's delightful. It's it's super fun. And um, yeah, if you, you're in New York City, I totally recommend it. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It didn't get a ton of Tony love, um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's something I'd super recommend going to see. Even yeah. I might see it. I'm not a huge fan of musical theater, but I am a big fan of Beetlejuice. Yeah. Cool. Excellent recommendation. Well, Megan, yeah. it's been a delight. You are my friend and uh, goodbye. Well, there's one thing I wanted to say, Amber, mm-hmm. which is I want yeah. to say hi to Florida. Hi, Florida. Oh, hi, Florida. We we see you, Florida. We saw you download all our episodes. I'm sorry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We also got Michigan and we got New Hampshire, which I feel like we've got a couple listeners in. So oh, hey. hi, everybody. What's hi, up? Hi, everybody. I, I would like to say we'll do better. We'll try and earn okay. your listenership, but this is the best I can do. And you can always uh, contact us at Bad Movies Rock on Twitter or Bad Movies Rock Podcast uh, at Gmail. Questions, concerns, suggestions, rage, yeah. you know, we sure. can work with any of it. Yeah, I can hit the delete button right quick. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. But we would never throw your comments in the trash, ever. No, just the rage. Just the rage, mm-hmm. yeah. Welcome. Thank you for your ears. Yes, indeed. So, Amber, I would like to close how I always close every oh, single God. time. But can't we? Because you just did. You said the thing. You said you want to say one more thing, and then you said the thing. And oh, hi, Florida, New oh, Hampshire, yay! Yeah. Oh, that was the like one more thing before the final closing that I always do. Of which course, you love so much. Yes, my personal hell. I remember. Yes. Okay. Um, Amber. Um, rock the foundation. Like, just, you know, like, in the movie, the foundation 
of um, the city was just rocked. So it was a rock, rocked that foundation. The foundation was rocked. Like, it's not my best effort. No. Just, no. Remember my joke, Red, Red, Dread? <laughs> and we're out. Bye, Megan. Okay, bye, Amber. <laughs>